inspired that we need to do this. And it's not just the fact that I deliver messages. It, it's not who does it. it. We know where it comes from. It, it's God's Word. And as I, as I alluded to this morning, the power and strength that comes from the Word of God, the delivered Word of God, I'm going to say it this way, it can literally, literally be absorbed. Amen. It's a penetrating power. Hebrews tells us that. Sharper than a two-edged sword. Able to pierce even to the dividing, dividing asunder of bone and joint. And so, I mean, it's just it's penetrating. Amen. So, let's just go to this morning, just briefly here. Together, what you glean. You know what gleaning is? Glean means that you pick it, up. Pick it you harvest it, you take it. Whatever you glean, just briefly share that. You know, we're told in, in uh, also Hebrews, I think it's chapter 3, I want to say verse 13. Um, I, I think I alluded to, alluded to it a while back. Um, exhort one another daily. And I believe that that's talking about immediately before of discouragement. Don't get discouraged that you grow cold. There's a lot of discouragement in the land. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of discouragement in the church. I understand what it's like when your family gets down or when they're battled with illness or injury or whatever it might be or there's family issues or whatever. I understand. None of us are immune to those things. That relates again our very need for God we're nothing in ourselves. matter of fact we can get beyond weak sometimes that's why our sufficiency again must be in him and the more we can get a hold of that and, and seek God and go after God he, he doesn't mind telling God you're my sufficiency you're who I need you're what I need you're all I need and I need you Lord and I admit and I confess I'm weak I'm without. I don't have. You do, Lord. So we're going to... Somebody tonight, just a couple, maybe just share. I mentioned some things this morning. I, I talked about regeneration, the washing of regeneration, uh, and the, the Holy Spirit. I don't know. Maybe that meant something to somebody. What, what's regeneration? They're made over. Made over. That's I a... We're energized. That, that's a constancy, by the way. Regeneration is a constancy. If you can think of electricity being generated, that's got to be constantly restored, constantly renewed. There's got to be continuity. So we got to have continuity in the Word. We've got to have continuity in our relationship with the Lord. If it gets broke, it's not on God's part. It's on our part. If that continuity ceases and we no longer have connection with God, it's not his fault, it's ours, uh -huh. for whatever reason. Sure. So that's why we must absolutely, he's our source, and we must absolutely stay connected to the Lord. Anybody want to share tonight before we move on? Exhorting is simply encourage each other. Uh -huh. And I think it's many times we... We might. Yeah, this is an excellent opportunity. Some some sessions and some services are they're they're formal in their in their yeah. atmosphere. 
you know, we don't have an opportunity to break in or say things most, you know, but you do tonight and we can exhort one another tonight. Maybe you've experienced something. Uh, I'll give you the title of this subject here in just a minute. Maybe you've experienced something that, that can encourage somebody else or maybe you've gotten enlightened by a recent word or recent something that, that you can help, that you can exhort, that you can encourage somebody else. This is an important scripture. Not only there does it say exhort one another, there's several other places that we're told to do that. And when we do that, we gain strength from it. So I'm going to stop here and, and give you an opportunity, and Brother Tanner, an opportunity, whoever wants to take off first here, and then we'll get to the subject matter. I'll go ahead. That's okay. Yes, go ahead. Uh, and speaking and answering your question about what did we glean this morning uh, from, from the message you spoke about, uh, the Lord being our, He is our sufficiency. And for me, this is what, for, for me, this is what I believe. Sometimes we get overextended. I know I do. You know, and you get out there and you, you have to do life. There's no avoiding that. Right. We have to be involved in it. We have to go to work. We have to engage in daily activities. And, you know, everybody seems to be engaged and, and at times overly engaged. It's just, and I think everyone can agree with that. You're just overly engaged. The message this morning, as I go about my daily routine, and no matter what happens, I still, how, no matter, it seems like no matter how hard I try, I still find myself overextended at times. And I keep saying, okay, I gotta keep that, I can't let that happen again. I can't get overextended. I, I can't get stretched thin again. I gotta bring this thing back in. The message this morning for me was a, a recentering. Recenter on who is your sufficiency. It's him. Even though I go out every day and I have to have a focus and I have to work hard, and you, you know, I'm I've got to do this and I gotta do that, and, and there's no reason to go into details because every one of you know what that feels like to have to go do these things and you're just exhausted. And you're you're trying to get through from point A to point B. The, this morning's message for me was very uh, refreshing of recentering, recenter again on the Lord, recenter on who your sufficiency is. Yes, we gotta go do these things, but it, it's not coming from you. I, I physically, I'm a vessel for his use. I go out and I do what I need to do, but he's my sufficiency. It's not in me. And it's and it's hard sometimes because that's where I get overextended at is I get out there and I'm thinking I've got to get this done and I've got to do that. And then you let all that pile up on your mind. And even though, yes, we are a physical body and yes, we have to get things done. Sometimes we get overwhelmed with those thoughts and, the, and thinking what has to be done. And I sometimes I got to come back to that place where he's all sufficient. I don't, yes. I'm not defined, let me make sure I say this correctly, I'm not defined by the things that I accomplish and get done. Nor am I defined by the things that don't get done. And I think that's, it's good. I'm careful about how I say that because I think sometimes we begin to wrap ourselves up in, in that and we begin to define ourselves by what we're getting done or not getting done. Mm -hmm. And our image gets tarnished and we begin to look at ourselves uh, I'm not doing everything that I should have been doing. I should have worked harder, or I should have gotten this done. And, oh, it's just I can't believe I can't get these things done. And we start to have a, a very negative perspective on life. And we start to look at things negatively because we can't get things finished, or, or we're not, we're not, we don't have enough time in the day. I think that's obvious. This morning's message helped me, helps me to recenter 
on him being the sufficiency and not me. And, and, and I'm telling you, it's like, ah, you can have it. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you know, when you get something, uh, you give, you're been given the permission to have something lifted off your shoulders. It's a relief. And it's a relief to know that I don't have to define myself by what I get done in a day's time or what I don't get done. My sufficiency is in him. I'm defined by who he says that I am, not by what I say that I am. Because, I mean, church, there's a lot of times, I'm sure that at the end of the day or the week or the month or whatever, you may look back and say, I just haven't, I'm, I'm just, I'm not what I used to be. And 20 years ago, I could have done that. 10 years ago, I could have done that, and I would have been so much better. But that none of that even matters because he's our sufficiency. Everything's in him. So anyway, that's that's what I glean. <laughs> I didn't get to glean everything from it, but it was almost like what you were saying beforehand kind of foretold everything that was going to happen. It's like don't be aggravated or agitated by things that happen. And it's like almost every one of the children that were up here on this row, they were all squirming and worming and didn't want to sit still. It was aggravating. Royal in the back. He was had a meltdown. Aggravated. There was another kid in the back that had a problem. I think there was another kid in the back that had a problem. It's like all these little things that lead to aggravation. My little recorder thing, I was like, oh, good, I'll be able to listen to it at the end. I'll just deal with Royal. Did it stop before I could? It stopped like 18 minutes, 22 seconds in. I'm like, it didn't get the whole sermon. I'm like, ugh. And I'm like, and it was just little things throughout the day. And it's like just aggravating, but it, 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 you got to keep that in check. And, and, and it's like Jehovah Jireh, he's our provider. He's what he's. We're not sufficient. He's sufficient. And we, it reminds me, I was other stuff I'm dealing with. Like, I know the Lord's asked me to get up in the morning. Well, that's one thing I haven't asked. They'd be like, Lord, give me the strength to get out of bed right now. It's 2.45 in the morning. I do not want to get up. And I know he's calling me to get up earlier each and every day. It seems so hard to me to do that. And I know it comes down to that message that I've, I'm thankful for you for preaching the way you do and you preaching the way uh, it gives me a chance to exhort and lift you guys up. I love you guys for what y'all do and, and just being obedient to the Spirit and doing what He says and bringing the words that need to be brought to this body so that we can be brought up. But uh, I, it does recenter me also and gives me a new trick to, I know it's not a trick, but a new weapon to try to use in the morning at four or 2.45 in the morning. They'd be like, Lord, please be my sufficiency to roll out of bed right now and do whatever it is you need me to do to get ready for today. And, oh, yeah. That's good, brother. Thank you. By the way, the aggravator is related to the agitator. You're both alligators. We don't like any of them. They can get really big and hurt. Yes, yes, they can. Anybody else? What did you gather? I was not on this morning. What have you gathered on here recently, brother? Thank uh... God we know who the aggravator is. Yeah. And we know how to how to how to control him too. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, let's We've gone along here, and actually, this relates back to uh, what I was talking about exhorting each other. It kind of uh, it fits right in. It's uh, the subject matter tonight is, is whatever comes. Whatever comes tonight is what we're going to be talking about, discussing. Again, open forum, a free. Feel free to to inject, ask questions. Uh, maybe you don't understand something. Maybe there's something in the word. Uh, you struggle with trying to figure out what it means. Maybe it's an experience. Maybe you're dealing with something that you need 
prayer for. Maybe uh, you need regeneration. It, we're just uh, when we exhort one another, and another scripture comes to mind. I can't cite the uh, scripture verse, but it it talks about uh, confessing our faults to one another and praying for one another that we may be healed. Amen. Healed. That's that's very uh, interesting. Very powerful scripture. So. In doing that, uh, I find a lot of uh, a lot of comfort in, first of all, knowing that I'm not the only one in the world that deals with problems. In problems, we never like to think of problems, but we all deal with them. We all have them. Sometimes they jump up and they're pretty ferocious. Other times, as Tanner started, they're just day-to-day -day living a life. Uh, but we all have struggles. And we all have uh, things that we run up against that we just don't have the answer for right now. And, but we have a God who does have the answer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just appreciative that, that we have the opportunity that we have to share the Word, to sh share God, share Jesus, share the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And this Amen. is a wonderful way that we do that. Exhortation is an often overlooked uh, part of the Bible. That, that includes everybody. We're all really uh i think kind of commanded to do this i didn't find the question in do you, do you want to exhort no it says exhort that's not a question mark that's a you know either exclamation or period exhort one another encourage each other lift each other up and uh, so anyway anybody else tonight we're going whatever comes that's what we're going to discuss tonight brother ken earlier i was talking about hope uh, as long as the jesus is on the right hand of the father there's always going to be hope Mm -hmm. There's a there's hope for your friends. There's hope for your family. There's hope for your lost loved ones. And there's but that one day that hope is going to leave. I mean, there's there's work to be done. We've got That's to right. Get it done. That's good. Yeah. I think you alluded earlier. <clears throat> I caught it right. Your friend. But I know you requested prayer for him that he needed the Lord, and I heard you say a while ago that. Yeah, that situation changed. He saved. Hope arrived. Amen. Praise awesome. God. Hallelujah. It's awesome. I'm grateful. Thank you, Lord, for answering that prayer. Yes. And Amen. And touching this man and yes. turning his eternal direction around. His uh, PSA level was almost 400 and a prostate. He uh, went back two weeks ago and it was 17. So he's. Wow. He's uh, pretty awesome. He's still going through some trials and battles, but he's got the Lord on his side. Amen. There it is. Let me let me let me let me do some exhorting here. Yes. This is a good opportunity for for us to learn too. I remember when this first started, you brought him his name up, and you said we need to be praying for him in his situation. But Kenny didn't just he didn't just pray. He got in his vehicle and he went and seen him. And not only that, but he periodically seen him and kept planting seed into him. And then all of a sudden, and when I heard this, that's the first time I heard this. When, when did that happen, Kenny? Uh, five days ago. Five days ago. Hallelujah. And so, as a direct result, not just of prayer, but of Kenny getting in his truck and going and making a visit and planting seed purposefully. We've talked about this. Purposefully going out and sitting down and talking and planting seed. And I'm exhorting him as a, for a job well done. And, and I appreciate a brother, and I, I, you heard me say this about our pastor, takes time out and goes and visits and sits down 
and says, let's talk, you and me, and let's talk about your salvation. Let's talk about what's coming after this. Let's talk about what's ahead for you. That's some serious <laughs> lessons to learn right there. And I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for Amen. doing that. Amen. Amen. Seeing results. That's called results. Yeah. Yeah. Called James. Hey, faith without works is dead. It is. It's very dead. That's awesome. When we put the feet to faith, it sounds like the name of a song. Feet to faith. Write that down. Feet to faith. I write that song. All right. When we do that, we see results. God honors it. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Anybody else before I continue? Well, you know, uh, we went through some things at the house, just, you know, and uh, they, was, they was getting kind of rough on me. I mean, you know, all this happening at once. Mm -hmm. It seemed like, you know, they could kind of spread out a little bit. You know, it seemed like it all happened at one time. But anyway, uh, nothing, you know, really serious. Like you said, uh, aggravation. Not the aggravation, not to cost you what little bit you had left, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Money-wise, I'm talking about. And sometimes if you let it bother you, it'll be spiritual-wise. You know, it'll, it'll get some of it that you got left spiritually. But, yeah. uh, after that, I got thinking. I, I, several things happened. I'm not going to just go through every bit of it. But several things happened, nothing great big, but just things that, you know, around the house and things that broke down and, and things that happened around it. And then I got thinking. I had, you know, I've got faith. And, and I know sometimes I let my faith get down, but it says build yourself up mm -hmm. in the most holy faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got thinking, well, you know, this ain't so bad. <laughs> and then I got thinking about Tammy, woman of God, believes God for everything. And then all these things happen to her. The cancer, all these surgeries, all these doctor's appointments, and all this junk, all in the last six months. I mean, just, and I got thinking, and you know where Paul says that I praise God through my small infirmities, the small things that happen to me. Mm -hmm. Well, they could be a lot bigger. Yeah. They went through a lot of things here lately. She's still standing there. Faith, power in the Lord. Amen. I can relate because I got one sitting right back there on the back row, Brother Jim. Mm -hmm. And I wondered too. You know, you, you can't help but wonder sometimes. And, uh, but we we have to keep our faith in proper order. Mm -hmm. And it does grow weak. Uh, you're being very honest, and I caught that right in the middle. You're just being honest. Yeah, we all would admit it. Our faith grows weak sometimes. But we need each other. That's where we need somebody else kicking in some faith. Because ours gets pretty minute sometimes. You know, that's just admitting. Uh, you know, I've seen people that all oh, their faith is great. It never, nothing ever bothers them. 
Give me a break. Yeah, yeah everybody gets hammered. And I think, and, and I don't think I'm out of order here with my observations, but it just really seems like the Christian community is being lambasted and bombarded totally. Uh, I mean, there's things coming against uh, people that that are good, godly people. I mean, have served God and done for God and willing to help others in a heartbeat, and it's just like they're the ones that's the targets now. And uh, it's all, I believe, signs of the times, and it's the uh, yeah. articulation of the devil, you know, just uh, just uh, inflicting on people uh, in these last days everything that he can. Yeah. But appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Well, then, I've talked a lot about aggravation and just how the enemy wants to use that against you and what I've went through over the last three or four years uh, been a lot of aggravation had to deal with a lot of that just because yeah. I've always been so active and do everything and then all of a sudden I could do absolutely nothing real aggravating and so I've, you know that's that's been a personal issue that I've had to control you know and but I got a scripture here uh, and I've mentioned many times up front of the church that if you're not careful this world will give you a hard heart yeah and I've tried to watch that on myself I didn't want my heart to get hard I want my heart to remain pliable so that God could continually use me no matter what condition I'm in and so at this, these scriptures are in Ezekiel chapter 11, and God's talking through Ezekiel through the nation of Israel, and it's this whole section of scriptures headline, God will restore Israel. Uh, and I put myself in here, I, I am Israel. God's, God will restore me, God has restored me. And so let me read these scriptures. 19 and 20, it says, and I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you. See, it, it gets personal real fast within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and I will give them a heart of flesh. But there's one, often you hear that scripture read, but then you got to go to this verse 20, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. God wants to be our God, and he wants to bless us. But we have to continually walk in his statutes. Yes. We can't we can't live that crazy, wild, sinful life and let anger control the issues. We can't we can't blow up just because, you know. Uh, God wants to bless us, but he wants us to remain in control, let him be in control, let him be in charge, and live according to his commandments. Yeah. Live according to his ordinances. And and I cover scriptures like this all the time with the youth. Because uh, many, 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 many scriptures throughout the Bible talks about how God will bless his people. God wants to reunite the nation of Israel, but there's circumstances. In order for us to be rejuvenated, in order for our stony heart to be manipulated with and to be softened up to where God can use us, he, has, uh, he wants to do that, but he says, I'm only going to do that if you'll live according to my commandments, according to my ordinances. And that's the part a lot of people live out. A lot of people want to make the deal. God, as soon as you begin to bless me, then I'll start living right. Mm -hmm. And I know yeah. people who have, who have kind of made that deal with God, and it doesn't work that way. You can't make a deal like that with God. You're going to get a thorn in your side when you try that. Mm -hmm. uh, 
that because I've been on both sides of this. You know, and I've been I've been the one who said, God, when I get this and this done, I'll serve you, I'll follow you, you know, I'll do this many, many years down the road. And then I realized put God first in your life, everything else will fall in place. Amen. Absolutely, that's good. Uh, that Wayland brought up something there that kind of struck me is uh, how much the totality of the word applies to us individually. You know, we can read it. He's speaking of the nation of Israel, yeah. which was a fledgling at that time, not very right. old at all. Right. But uh, it speaks to us personally as well. God will do for us. You know, I've said many times, the church is the new Israel. Mm -hmm. The church of Jesus Christ is the new Israel. It's, God, it's connected. And uh, God's word is very personal to us all. Uh, familiar verse in the uh, book of Matthew, actually the Lord there on the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, in chapter 5, I believe it's verse 6. Uh, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Well, what is that? There's requirements in the middle of that scripture. Mm -hmm. What are those requirements? They that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Well, what's hunger? Have you ever been hungry? Really? Have you ever been really, really, really hungry? Amen. Uh -huh. yeah. Now, take back... The day that Jesus said that, there wasn't a whole lot of food that run there. And people knew what hunger was. So they could direct, his crowd could directly relate to that. Uh, because, you know, they're morsels. And sometimes it was very slim pickings. They, when he said, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Well, what's filled? What God wants the church to be. He wants every believer to be, but there's your requirements. And it seems, I, I just, it's one of those atmospheric sensations that I've got that it seems like there's a lot of seeking that is diminishing. Seeking for the Lord, seeking for righteousness, seeking for the truth of God. That's hum see, hungering and thirsting is seeking. What, seeking food for the soul is what hunger and thirst is about. You're looking because you know, in the physical sense, you're not going to live very long without food, and you're sure not going to live very long without water. Yeah. Three days for water, and you're in serious, serious trouble. Yep. Uh, food, 30, 40 days, and, and you're, you're in despair. But spiritually, think about that. What Jesus was saying, those that seek after, and I, I like to refer to it as pursue, mm -hmm. hunger and thirst, we're pursuing God and the things of God, and he's faithful because he said they shall be what? Field. Field. What's field? Give them what they need. Bless. Plus, Abundance. right? Abundance. Plus. The neat thing, and I've researched this before, as a matter of fact, I was reading not too long ago, but field there is talking about not a one time thing, but a continual filling. Uh -huh. It's replenished constantly. Because the more you hunger and thirst after righteousness, there's a replenishment of filling that comes along, and it's constant. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's, a, there's a forever supply, and it's beneficial and rewarding because when the Bible says field, if you can imagine in those words, these people sitting there and they're probably yeah. belly growling and they're hungry and they don't know what their next meal's going to And they hear Jesus say this, and he's talking spiritually, of course. Yeah. You know, my goodness. They're, not only are they going to be fed a little bit, it goes back to feeding the 5,000. What was left over? 12 baskets, 12 baskets full. God's always a God of excess. Always. And when he says he'll fill, 
he will feel. But there again, there's a requirement on our part to access what he's already promised. And once we fulfill that commitment, then we're going to receive, as he said, they shall be filled. Mm -hmm. So, very interesting scripture. Very good. So, yeah. Well, that brings me to the to the mind about Paul. Uh, well, about the after the after the party in uh, Acts of uh, receiving the power of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and be, he said, "Be filled with the Spirit." And and so. Uh, and then I read over in the other, they was filled with the Spirit there, and I read over in another place, and they was refilled again. Mm -hmm. And read on over, and they was filled again with the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. See, it's, it's, not, it's not something that, that you don't need to keep filling. You, you, need to, you need to always be refilled all the time yeah. to a running over point. And you know, you're saying something there, I, I, it, it alludes to the same thing. Filled means constantly filled. There's the more you, and I don't want to work, use use the word use. We don't use the Holy Spirit; He uses us. Amen. But for the sake of clarification, I, the more we use the power of the Holy Spirit, the more replenishment there is. Amen. Amen. The more uh, uh, that we allow the Holy Spirit to move, the more He will move. Amen. You know, it also says in that same text, "Quench not the Spirit." Amen. Over later, uh, pray without ceasing, and all these several things that Paul named, right. and it's a, the filling is is a continuous thing. And the more we're about the activities of God, then the more He's faithful to replenish and regenerate, and restore and resupply us for more ministry and more, I say, self edification, mm -hmm. and then ability to to uh, edify others and encourage others. Yeah. So there's another filling verse I want to use because this is. One of the favorites. I've used this a zillion times. It's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, Be not drunk with wine, where it is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Be filled with the Spirit. Amen. That little bitty verse says a mouthful. You know, Paul was talking about the intoxication of the world. The influence of the world upon the life of the believer. Don't, don't be intoxicated with this worldly junk, because it will. Uh, you get inebriated by by the world influence, but he's saying instead, there's a comparison, instead of that, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Much needed. And he's talking about the Holy Ghost, folks. Uh -huh. He ain't talking about a little dab of doogie broker in religion. Come on. He's talking about be filled with the Holy Ghost. The church needs that. Every believer needs that. And we should start seek again. We should be constantly seeking for and maybe you are filled. Seek for replenishment. Seek for regeneration. Seek for more. Seek for an adage constantly. Uh, it's never a one-time deal where you cap it off and you're good to go from now on. You'll find, I'll tell you what, you'll find yourself, you'll find yourself stagnant. When you don't let it flow, it's like any other water. It'll get stagnant. But when you let it flow, there's a constant flow of purified water, constant replenishment of the holy power of God in your life. So, yes, go ahead, Sean. I actually had that one marked and was moved on to a different scripture. Now, I was going to say the one after that one, but I was probably going to read all those where it says, Be filled with spirit, but speak to one another in psalms, hymnals, and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody in your heart to the Lord. Yeah. Give me thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, being submissive to one another in the fear of God. But as I was looking at that one, I looked over at four, and it says, Therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, exhort, or, exhort you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling of which you were called, and with all humility, meekness, patience, 
bearing with one another in love, be eager uh, to keep the unity with the spirit in the bond of peace. But I was going to talk about a different scripture that I've been digging on here lately, but it kind of ties to all these things in my life. And I, I think I talked to Brother Tanner about it in 1 Corinthians, uh, what is it, 9.27. And it was talking, he, Paul's talking about he brings and keeps his body under subjection, lest when preaching to others, uh, his self should be disqualified. It's a different translation, but I, I was looking at the word under, and that literally means to like he black one eye, mm -hmm. a black one's eye, and then to keep under subjection means to keep as a slave. And it's like literally has to keep himself enslaved, like black his eye, put him in a headlock, throw himself in chains to keep mm -hmm. himself doing what the Lord needs to do. And I, I feel that I need to do that sometimes because like oh, it's too easy to turn on the TV or just sit there and lay there or not wake up at. 2.45 in the morning and do what the Lord wants me to do. And all the things in which we need to do, we got to keep ourselves in check and keep ourselves in subjection in the spirit like you're talking about. If not, then we're going to be subject to the flesh and doing what it wants. And there's a whole nasty list I've called off before in, in what is it, Galatians, where it just it's like a, a list, a grocery list of bad things that our flesh naturally wants. And if we're not subjecting us ourselves to the good things, we're just going to go after the bad, naturally, unfortunately. Well, walking in the Spirit can be pretty brutal to the flesh. Yeah. And that's exactly, you're right, that's what he's referring to, is uh, working this thing over. Yeah. And yeah. I, I kind of see it as uh, give it a good thumping if you need to. Yeah. It's flesh. It needs a good thumping. Yeah. So let the Spirit man rule. Absolutely. You should through? Yeah, I'm through. Okay, go ahead, Lord. I would just like to kind of speak to Sean. Uh, the, the things that you do, the way you follow your heart, the way you follow God, the way you seek God is inspiring. Uh, because I've kind of been through a dry spell and I don't have that inspiration, but I see it in you. Yeah. And I like that. I appreciate that. Uh -huh. And it is inspiring and it does encourage me to begin to dig deeper <clears throat> and seek more. Awesome. I'm excited so, the exhortation thank you. alone right there. Just you're watching him. Exhorts. Yeah. People are watching you. That's yeah. another yeah, that's another thing. People are watching you. They do see the things that you do. And it is touching people's lives. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Very good. You see in my eyes, it seems like I know I could do more and I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. It's always yeah. good, good feelings ahead. Yeah, sure. That's, that's where we all need to be. Yeah. And, and, and feeling that we're not doing enough. And a good thing with exhortation, it, it could be a whole merit of things. I mean, mm -hmm. it could be praying for somebody. It could be, you know, helping somebody out. It could be like giving somebody an uplifting word. There's so many sure. things that exhortation could be. Could be like, hey, I don't have five bucks for gas. Like, here you go. It could be anything. Sure. Yep. And so, well, as well, would you like what he's saying in the work line? Yeah. I've heard you say before, they're always coming to you for prayer. Yeah. You know, yeah. there, there you go. But it's not just in things said, it's things done. You can exhort just by action. Yeah. And people, like he said, they'll see that. And that's a wonderful thing. It has influence. Yeah. It's a spiritual influence. Very good. Sean, he feels guilty about not getting up at 245. And that, that prongs the rest of us, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sean's like, man, I know the Lord has really been dealing with me about 245 in the morning. We're like, I'm just working on get up at six. Yeah. <laughs> and so I get up early for work though. That's, so. that's great though. That's awesome. 
was perfect. I mean, that's exactly what we need, and I appreciate you saying that, Waylon, uh, because that's the honesty. Waylon's, Waylon's only saying what I think everyone else feels, mm-hmm. uh, that, that those things challenge us and push us, and, and we hear those type of things, and it's like, hey, that's good. That's good stuff, and we shouldn't walk out feeling bad. We should walk out feeling that there is hope. Skinny said, you know, hey, there's, we, can, we can do better. We can, we can improve yeah. on this. Um, real quick, I wanted to say something yeah. on you. Uh, something you said about um, the the fact that we don't see a lot of people hungering in that way anymore, and, and hungry just seeking. You said it was an atmospheric feeling. There's just not a lot of people seeking those things anymore. One of the things that we, as Christians, as God's people, have to make sure we're careful of. We make sure we separate God from our expectations of of um, what we want to see happen in our lives. And what I mean by that is is that Sometimes God gets the He gets the brunt blow of of why isn't my family situation working out? And I've been praying about this for years, and and then God gets the God's the one that takes the fall for it, and then we get upset with Him and we think because He didn't answer our prayer that somehow everything is not going the way that it needs to. And I think sometimes we have to back away from that. And, and is God capable of doing all of these things? Well, yes, in a sense that He is, but we need to make sure that our relationship with Him is not connected and dependent on results that we are praying about. Does that make sense? Meaning, if you give me what I ask for, I'll stick with you. But if you don't give me what I ask for, then where did you go and why did you leave me? And and I believe that there are a lot of Christians that are on that borderline, and that's where a lot of them come in and blow out, go in and blow out. And, And it's because they are looking at God as a God of results. God should give me these things because he's great and he's awesome, and that's, that's the great God that we serve. And then when it doesn't happen, then comes all of these, these emotions and disappointments and frustrations. And we need to, I always look at Job. I always look at what that man went through and what that man endured and what he had to go through. And it was, it was separated for him that he understood completely that everything that he had was within God. And all the other things that he had with him, he was disconnected from them. In a Western culture that we live in today, I think it's dangerous for us to start siding with the idea that God's the God that, you know, yes, he gave me a house and he gave me a cars and he gives me money and he gives me all these things. But what happens if all those things go away? And what happens if he, if he doesn't give you the job that you asked for? What happens if he doesn't give you those particular things? Is our relationship dependent on him doing what we want him to do? And I'm not saying that anybody in here is thinking that. I'm not even alluding to that. I'm saying that's where I think a lot of Christians or people that are wanting to live this kind of life are failing. Because God has to be, let me say it like this, and I hope you don't don't take this the wrong way. We have to separate God from the American dream. You have to unpack him from that and not get raveled up in this idea that, God's going to give me the American dream and the house and the car and the kids and all that stuff, and it's supposed the way it's supposed to work out. It just doesn't always work out that way. It just doesn't. Well, I think you kind of touched on some things there. Uh, just some bare truth is uh, you don't just praise God when things are great and good. That's right. You got to learn to praise God when things ain't so good. That's right. It's a relationship. You know, it, it, this, is a, this is kind of a saddening to some people, but I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to win every battle. Mm-hmm. No, no, we're gonna win the war. You're right. We're gonna lose some battles. That's a good point. And we've got to praise God when we lose battles as well as when we win. Amen. That's good. And, uh, that's wrong. Dude. That's good. Well, it's it's <laughs> you know you said it because people expect. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Nothing bad should ever happen. I should never have a problem. And if I do, then I need to push God's button, and He needs to respond and get me out of this right. thing. 
Not so. <coughs> exactly. Uh, the greatest field of faith is in the midst of trials. Mm -hmm. Down in the valleys where you learn more. Right, that's where you learn it. The mountaintop experiences are wonderful, but the valley <coughs> where you you get uh, in shape. I think it was Job, and he said that to his wife. He said, shouldn't we take bad and good? If he's going to give us good, shouldn't we take... Yeah, but she said, curse God and die. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's how nice was. And that, you know, that's, that's ultimate. His right. attitude was yeah. Yeah, focused. Yeah. His attitude right. was, hey, if we're going to take this side of life, we need mm -hmm. to be able to understand we've got to take yeah. this side of life, too. And I, I learned from that. I learned from that perspective. Good conversation, guys. Whatever comes, good. It's just good. It's doing good. Yeah, I was thank Wayland because I didn't get a chance to say that a second ago. But one of the scriptures that came to my mind this morning is kind of going with this one too. And I don't know if I can quote off the top of my head. I should be able to. But it's like my brothers count all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, and uh, uh, the knowing that the trying of our faith develops patience. So let patience be perfected, or let patience be perfect. In its work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom from God, uh, let him ask God who gives all men liberally and without criticism, and it will be given to him. And I know, I know from personal experiences, from all the bad mistakes I've made in my life, to not count anybody out, and uh, that every, with every trial and every victory, it's like uh, it, you get dusted off, and it's like, well, I'm gonna get up and try to win this one. If you don't, just keep getting back up and keep fighting. Because you'll learn something from each defeat that'll help you win the next victory. And they're like, oh, I remember this one. Last time you came around did this. Aha, I'm here. And you know, it's like, I stopped you. But then he might play something else and get you down. But you can't let it get to you. Just rejoice knowing that even if you're in defeat, you're going to learn to get the victory from that defeat. Right. And, and another thing off topic of that, I want to thank everyone at this church because I was raised in church. As Tanner knows, oh, yeah. I've been to many a churches in my life, uh, not so much in the span from like 18 to 30-something, but when I was younger, I did, and I'd, I want to thank everyone here for being so opening and welcoming, because that's taught me to like go up and shake somebody's hand, like, good morning, God bless you, or thank you, and good to see you, and I've taken that from here, and I use that now at work or at other places, and, and other brothers and sisters I know in Christ, so I've take that to them like Quentin from another church and other churches and try to reach out to them and tell them God bless them and it's just it was I knew when I came here there was something different about this church and I'm very thankful for the Lord for everyone here and for just being so open because I'm sure when I walked through the door there was a lot of people like oh Lord here's Sean <laughs> what is he doing here and I'm like oh I'm like yeah but uh, it's it's been a very welcoming and and loving place and I've learned so much from all of you and I'm grateful for everyone here and this church as a whole. Awesome. Your comment there has been repeated by many. Uh, the warmth and the greetings that they, they get and it's not that we're better than anybody else. It's uh, that it is. It's just uh, the, love of God. The, you know, the love of God is contagious and it's uh, when you have that you want others to have it too so you share it. Well, I'm grateful. I mean I'm uh, God, let that never depart from us because it's an instrumental part of the personality of this church. Personality, that's, that's yeah. the way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, man, we're down to. I can't believe it. We've been down to. Well, um, I, I noticed something here a while back. You know, I used to uh, go through and uh, every, everybody I meet asked me, I'm doing it. Sound blessed. You know, mm -hmm. and everything, I'm blessed. 
And uh, I noticed here <coughs> not too long ago, I, I quit just saying that as much. And I wasn't blessed as much. <laughs> so I'm going to start saying that again. There you go. And uh, <coughs> God has really been good to me. And uh, one of my stepsons, which is Ricky, he told, he told Linda one time, she told him about something I'd have done on it, what I bought now. But Ricky said, oh, it's all right. He said, he, he, he'll be okay. He, he, he said, he said uh, he'll come out smelling like a rose. <laughs> he always does. <laughs> so uh, that was God just helping me because I'm not a smart person. I don't know a whole lot about stuff, but uh, uh, I think that I'm blessed, and I know that I'm blessed. Absolutely. But right well, here it says in uh, Psalms 37, starting at verse 23, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteousness forsaken, nor his seed bagging bread. He's ever merciful. He lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Amen. Amen. I believe that's a good close for the service right there, Brother Jim. That's a good set of scriptures. Uh, We, uh, we appreciate your your support and prayers and uh, kind of uh, been sidelined for, you know, we shared that with you, what's going on with my, my wife. And uh, I just want to say that uh, her faith remains intact. It's, it's very strong. And even in the midst of the storm, uh, she's still a great believer in the healing power of Jesus and uh, just another attempt of the enemy to try to take somebody out that's anointed of God yeah. and that's so beneficial and instrumental in, in the kingdom. And, uh, so if y'all continue to pray for us, I appreciate it. Um, we just need uh, need some strength and support, and uh, uh, that's what we're supposed to do is call on one another for that. And we thank you very much, Brother Jim. Well, they said you've done all the stand. Stand. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what you're doing. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're doing it together and with all of you. And, uh, when we stand together, then there's an immense amount of power there. So God bless all. Wonderful, fantastic tonight. I really enjoyed the comments and then the, the, just the spiritual atmosphere here tonight's awesome. So y'all stand. We'll prepare to dismiss. Forget the this is March 1st, the 29th. We'll be singing night. And let's make a good one out of it. Let's be uh, preparing ahead of time. And uh, just encourage other people. That's what it's all about. And many times we do that through song, through the testimonies and such. It's a lot of ways we can do that. Brother I, I talked to Brother Ross over at Roth, Oklahoma, the church over there. And uh, uh, he's been going through some pretty bad illness anyway with cancer and he said the church he's he's pastoring the church over and he that's uh, Charles Ross and uh, I, he says church's not doing very good of course he hadn't been able to 
you know, really take care of it like he should be, I guess. But uh, he stays still having church there. He's still there Sunday morning. He goes, even though they won't, but he, just a few show up, you know, he'd be there. But uh, I'd like y'all pray for him and the church, okay. his family. Right. Because it's not just hard on him, it's hard on his family too. Sure. So, you know, when Moses got weary here and, and her stepped up and took an arm of peace and held him up, and that's what that's what we sense here. That's what we uh, do and appreciate it very much. Well, let's pray for this church. There is that the Pentecostal uh, church on the highway you're talking about? Well, it's on the uh, it's on the south side of the highway, right behind that. I think it's behind that restaurant down there. Yeah, that's okay. All right, okay. Let's go to prayer then. Brother Charles Ross. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just trust in you tonight. We come in full belief. Lord, knowing God, that Father, you're a keeper of your promises, Lord, and we're just thankful, God, for the time we've shared tonight. I thank you for every one of these people that have come tonight, and Lord, as well as those that couldn't come, I just, Lord, we don't leave them out. We thank you for them, Lord, and ask you to bless them and lift them up out of the sickness that they're that's attacked them, Lord. And God, we just we pray tonight, Lord, to strengthen us. We pray, help us, Lord, and help us to be truly encouragers of one another, exhorters of the word, and, and live the life of Christ, Lord, and be the example. Uh, be quick to step up, Lord, and, and be of help, be of assistance, God. For God, we can all be tools of encouragement. And I just thank you, Lord, for that great ability that you've given us, for we didn't have it without you, Lord. And I'm just grateful to be a, an instrument, God, of, of, uh, of your great use. And we just ask you to bless all through this week and, and keep us. Uh, these ones that we prayed for, Lord, be with them, I pray, God. Father, just minister to them and lift them up. Encourage them, Lord. Let them know that, God, your presence is mighty and you're very much there, Lord. And we just... We just lift them up to you and give you praise and thanks uh, for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. You're dismissed. God bless you.